Welcome to People Don't Think. Let's start today, a podcast hosted by Norb Savanasini, founder of AmericanEagle.com, and Al Edwards. Norb, we're at it again. Here we are. At it again. It's a wonderful day, and you have to thank God for this gift, this present it gives you every day. Exactly. It's uh, really a nice day today, sunny, nice temperature. The trees are blooming, and they look beautiful. Nice springtime and, day. Uh, you got to look at those things, you know, because uh, if you if you just look at the news, you're going to be very depressed. So exactly, That's just very look at true. the trees and look at the birds and be happy. Spring is here. Exactly. Well, friends, this is a special episode. Not only is it number sixteen, Norb, if you can believe that, sweet sixteen, we have a very special episode because uh, Norb just got back from Japan. He just flew back in, and boy friends, are his arms tired from that long flight, right, Norb? Oh, my God, yeah. So I had to use that old joke, right? I just flew in from Cincinnati. Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> but uh, Norb just got back from Japan. Uh, this was his sixth trip. And I have to say, in talking to you about it, it really was a very moving experience for you. And there was a lot of insights you had about life and people and positivity and everything that we really want to share with our listeners today. So tell us about your trip, Norb. Well, you know, Japan is a very interesting country because uh, obviously uh, they were in a very, very big war, uh, which they uh, really suffered a lot of losses. And uh, the ability to recover from that is just as fascinating as anything because sure. it proves that, you know, with a positive mental attitude, which obviously they have had, they have built a, a phenomenal country, and it's a country that the people are really positive about being in that state of, of uh, wonderment because, you know, first of all, it's a very clean country. They're very careful about when you enter the country. It, it's, a, it's a kind of an interesting experience because I went with my daughter, and one of the things she observed is that, you know, there's no homeless in Japan. and and there's nobody on benches, and there's benches all over, and people are there sitting and enjoying the trees. And uh, we actually went on cherry blossom time, so it was it was really unique, beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. But you know, you land at the airport, and, and uh, on the baggage retrieve uh, retrieval area, they have a dog sniffing for drugs. So uh, the punishment for drugs in Japan is is very severe. They watch that very very careful. Obviously, you know, the country doesn't seem to need drugs because uh, it's extremely clean. People are incredibly polite, and they just practice this kind of, of doing the right thing. Whatever, whatever you do, you, you go to lunch in just a regular restaurant, and, uh, you know, they put the plate in front of you, and they give you a napkin, which is usually one of these wet napkins that, you know, clean your hands. Uh, the food is very well prepared, and it's kind of interesting because the Japanese prepare the food to show you what the choices are in this plastic dish. And I even mentioned to my daughter, this must be one heck of a business in Japan because you got all these plastic food plastic injection food all over makers. the place. And uh, basically, it looks just like that too. It's not, you know, they make sure that 
when you get the plate, it looks exactly like, like that plastic thing. And, uh, you know, you take the subway, and the subway is clean, and, and uh, it's just uh, the Tokyo station is something that you should experience in your life because it's between Tokyo and Yokohama, and there is no dividing line. It's all one complex. It's the largest population in the, United, in, in the world. It's 35 million people. Wow. And somehow, you know, it works, and, and everybody's polite. It's just really, it shows you what humanity can be if people apply themselves and are proud about what they do. And we've talked about Japan before. There's really it's a contrast right now with uh, what's happening, you know, in other parts of the world, including the United States, where there's this tremendous, you know, defeatist attitude about what's happening. They have a very, very uh, nice way of looking at life. You know, what struck me uh, from listening to your your trip as you and I were chatting it seems like the golden rule is the cultural norm there. Treat people nicely, treat people like you'd like to be treated. Everyone seems to be thinking about each other, at least socially, versus oh, it's all about me kind of a thing. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's not like it's a perfect country. They have a lot, of, a lot of problems that are really very interesting. For example, they have a tremendous amount of people that are older. And uh, last year, I believe, the births were only half of the deaths. Wow. So they feel that demographics are going to change drastically in the next 20, 30 years because uh, the population will decrease. That's so interesting. That is a problem. And uh, maybe it's, it's just part of, because they're so successful, they live so well, that uh, they don't want to be burdened. I, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying that, which is a shame because... It's a phenomenal country to, to grow up in, you know. Absolutely. You mentioned in another podcast that uh, one of the, and we're going to talk about some of the Japanese uh, philosophy, the names of them and what they mean and everything. But one of the things you mentioned in the past was that taking pride in anything you do, the janitor is proud of what he does and the cardiac surgeon and everyone in between. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, uh, you know, one of the most incredible things that really, when you see it, you just can't believe it. But when you board the plane to come back to the U.S., uh, the whole crew goes outside and bows to the plane. To the plane? To the plane. Not to the people. Well, to the... Uh, I, I imagine to the people in the plane. Oh, I thought you meant the plane itself. They bow to. Well, obviously, they're, they're hoping that somebody watches them. Or right. On one side. The other right. side doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> But uh, what's interesting is that, you know, there's just this respect. And, and like you say, it's the golden rule, you know. Uh, I think that's what they would like to see. And, and you take these incredible train rides, and they go about 220 miles an hour. And they're just phenomenal. I mean, they're luxurious. When the ticket agent goes through, after he leaves the car, he bows to the people in that car. And then he goes to the next car and he bows to those people. It's really, really nice, you know, because uh, there's this respect. And it's so clean that it's really hard to believe. My, my daughter and I were walking, and there's a lot of tourists in Japan, especially this time of the year because of, of the cherry blossom, right. which are incredibly beautiful. And uh, we saw a little piece of paper and we both reached for it on the street because... It, was, it wasn't supposed to be there. It was out know? of place. 
and uh, so, like that. It, it's just that kind of it, it breeds that kind of contagious being nice. Positivity. Yeah, yeah. And Positive optimism. in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. That's the only way you can you can describe it, really. You know, uh, I was in the insurance business for many years, and uh, I happened to work at one time for a Japanese insurance agency, and I got to know a few of the guys who had come over here, you know, for five-year stints, how they like to do it, and hung around with a lot of these guys. And um, I learned some Japanese expressions that demonstrate very well this philosophy, this positive philosophy you were talking about. One of them basically is translated to um, when you leave for the day, thank you for your efforts, you must be tired. <laughs> and if you leave before someone else, you excuse yourself for leaving before them. And another thing I noticed when they would answer the phone, if somebody called them, they would the first thing they'd say to the person was, oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Because somehow them calling the person saying that was an imposition on the caller, which I never quite understood because you're calling that guy. Right, right. But it's like, oh, pardon me, pardon me, kind of thing. It's just so, the mindset is so different. Yeah, it really is. It really is. You know, uh, we went to a store. They have stores that are incredible. And, and you know, we're, we're from Chicago. Most people don't realize, but Chicago really was an incredible city as far as retailing is concerned. Marshall Field was the big uh, the, the first huge retail store in the world. And, right. and Marshall Field brought concepts to, to retailing that up to today are used. And I think that in Japan, they've, they've gotten to the, the most incredible spot because uh, they do everything that Marshall Field said. And one of the most interesting things about Japan, and, and they had a, in the 1850s, they had a, an emperor by the name of Meiji. And in Tokyo, there's a huge park, which Meiji lived in, and it's, it's a temple and a home. Beautiful place, just absolutely beautiful, in a real beautiful area of Tokyo. And uh, he actually, uh, there's an inscription there that says, Japan must learn how to allow other countries' influences to come in, but we should keep the good things about Japanese society, but we must also adapt to the new ones. Wow. And you know, one of the things that Japan has, which is interesting, because if you go to Europe, it was a long, long time before you could get decent air conditioning, generally in all over Europe, and I'm including, you know, modern societies like Germany, Sweden, and uh, in the summertime, uh, there were a lot of luxurious places that did not have air conditioning. Oh, and, my gosh. And then if you want to get ice in Europe, you know, they give you two little cubes of ice. <laughs> and now it's changing because, uh, but but it, it's very, very hard. And they serve wine, you know, room temperature. And I had a friend of mine that said, the reason is because they don't have refrigeration. Because right. wine is better cold. Now, I, I'm not saying my wine is better cold. It's a preference. But obviously... <laughs> Why did they say it has to be served at room temperature? Because they had no they other choice. Have air, uh, they didn't right. have a refrigeration. You know, the, the Europeans were very, very hard at adopting newer things because they're very, very jealous of you know their their standards. Right. The Japanese, no, they don't care if it's better. Uh, when you order a glass of water in Japan, it's full of ice, just like. In this country, you right. know, I mean, you don't have to even ask for it; it's there. Right. 
Uh, there's hamburger places, and you know a lot of people are worried about their food in Japan. You don't have to worry about the cleanliness. It's just it's so clean that it's just incredible. Yeah. Uh, the public bathrooms. It's a crazy thing to talk about, but my daughter says I can't wait to go to the bathroom <laughs> because they're so beautiful and right. and they all have the bidet uh, and and they have little sinks in the bathroom for women. They don't have that for guys. She told me that so. Uh, I mean, it, it's just, uh, you know, an incredible country. It, it's, uh, and, and it is positive. It is positive because, uh, you know, when you think what happened to them after the war, that uh, they were decimated, uh, they basically, you know, took that attitude that, you know, we're going to build this thing again. And they built a phenomenal, phenomenal society. And, you know, that this whole, everything we're talking about, whether it be a bathroom or a napkin to wash your hands with before you eat, it really is all about positivity and progress and advancing and evolving. It really is when you boil well, it you actually to, feel very good because, you know, who doesn't feel good when there's cleanliness, you know? Right. Orderliness. Uh, yeah. Order. And, and uh, it's clean and... and there's nothing on, no papers on the floor and, and, uh, everybody's polite. And, uh, you know, you go to these retail stores, I was talking and, uh, you know, every department has a, a, usually a young lady with a uniform and, uh, they seem to be as interested as you are in getting the right thing. And they're polite. And, uh, today, by the way, with Google translate, which I used a lot, by the way, uh, because the Japanese speak very little English, really. Uh, but, you know, they're very happy when you see Google Translate and, and they use it too, so you can communicate very, very well. That's funny. You know? That's what I, I really do see, all this effort towards courtesy and cleanliness and respect as a huge form of positivity and looking to be the best people you can be. That's really what yeah, it boils down and, to. Yeah, and you know, the, the one thing, you know, when you thank you in, in Japanese is arigato, you know, and every place you go at the end, it's always arigato, arigato, you know, and, and after a while you say it to them and, and they actually enjoy right. seeing you that, that you do it too. And, and you even, you know, not that you bow like they do because they, they actually take it to a, a, a really high degree but you also you know have that respect sure and it's, it's kind of nice it, it really is and uh, you know they do stuff that is really common sense too which is it doesn't cost any money or anything like for example if you they have incredible amount of of shopping centers with restaurants and when i say restaurants they might have 20 of them in, in the same shopping center and people go there you know on weekends and, and even during the day and, and they eat there and they have a list outside, a, a written piece of paper where you put your name and, and you know exactly how many people are before you. And, you know, you go here and, and you know, you stand around and you wonder when they're going to call you. And right. here everybody can see, you know, and, and it's just another form of courtesy which costs nothing. Right. And it's common sense, you know. And so. And you uh, feel good when you're a part of that. Like uh, you feel you feel respected. Yeah, because you feel that, well, this is my turn and, and they're not going to break on that. That's right. their order, right. you know. Right, And there is no, uh, none of this 
this guy comes in and because he's a big shot, he gets the table. No, no, I right. mean, you know, it's, there's an order there. And, and uh, I'm sure that happens too, obviously, but, but you know, there, there's just a, a niceness about the whole operation. Yeah, it's so interesting. I've, I've thought a lot about this. You know, when it comes to cars, the Japanese, and I think Americans have now caught up, but there was a period in the 70s and 80s when the Japanese cars were so far superior to ours and ironically, Henry Ford was not Japanese, but what the Japanese do is they take something and they work on perfecting it, which is positivity all right there when you think about it. Yeah, and you know, they're very open. You know, one of the things about the Japanese culture is whatever bodily thing you have, they just tell you there, there's no shame in expressing, you know, what's wrong with them. It's just nature. They take it as a fact thing. And uh, they're very open. They say... Uh, and, you know, I've done business in Japan and, and uh, I've had the good fortune of meeting, you know, some really nice people. And they're very open. They say, you know, you guys in America are really the inventors, but we can perfect whatever you That's think right. of. And, and they're very proud of that, you know. And, and uh, it's not offensive because they're, they're basically yeah. praising the Americans for our quality of being inventive and, and bringing new things to the marketplace but they're also very proud that they can you know make it better you know i have often said that that we are innovators and they are perfectors yeah yeah exactly where we will send a product to market at level five quality they decide that no level nine is is better yeah 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 that's amazing and, and you know the cabs are incredible the the the, the drivers wear white gloves and, and there's doilies on the seats and and uh, there's a little tray for the money, and it, it's just uh, it's just a phenomenal experience. <laughs> if, if that's not positivity and optimism, I don't know what is. Right? No, it's, I mean you you can't. You know, I, I went with my daughter, which was her first trip, and and uh, the only thing she can say uh, is, uh, "Gee, I can't wait to go back." Right. You know? Because right. it's just that that experience is phenomenal. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about some specific Japanese uh, uh, philosophies that all of us, no matter where we live or who we are, can apply to our lives. The first one is used in business a lot. It's called, and by the way, uh, my Japanese friend said I was pretty good at pronouncing Japanese words, so I hope I do pretty good here. So don't kill me if I don't. But the first one is called Kaizen, and it's the uh, Japanese word for continuous improvement a philosophy that focuses on ways to make things better without ever stopping. It's an idea that small but continuous and positive changes can make a big difference. Basically a way of doing things and you're looking for ways to improve, even if it's something that seems meaningless. And getting better and improving at things is, again, the epitome of being a better person, positivity, optimism, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, they practice that with themselves. You know, one of the interesting things about Japan is that the men and women are, are really very different in the way they dress. The men actually dress pretty much uh, the same. They wear a, a business suit, which is either mm -hmm. navy or, or black or, or dark gray, and they carry a suitcase. The women, on the other hand, each one of them is, is individually well-dressed and different. A lot of, a lot of really, really kind of a, a unique thing, you know? Yeah. 
uh, where the men feel that, you know, they've reached the point where this is the way to dress. And they all <laughs> seem, they look the same. Uh, very formal, by the way, you know, in a suit and tie. And the women all, some of them wear shorter skirts, some of them longer, some of them wear gray, some of them white. There's just a tremendous amount of variety. And in the retail stores, the big stores, the, the women's clothing is just incredible. And every, I tell you, the French and Italian people that, you know, like Gucci and Yves Saint Laurent, they must make more money in Japan than oh, just yeah. any place. They just love know? that stuff. Yeah. There's no question about it. The other interesting thing about Japan, which uh, harkens back to our great country, is that uh, the Japanese, all at the same time with their culture, ancient culture and, and philosophies, they are absolutely obsessed with the United States when it comes to pop culture like Elvis and Mickey Mouse and, you know, poodle skirts and all that old time stuff that we're so well known for. They just seem to eat that stuff up. Yeah, it's really interesting because obviously they have Tokyo Disneyland, which I've been in, and, and I think it's probably my favorite Disneyland. I haven't been to the Chinese one, but it's really phenomenal. And, you know, the girls all dress in Mickey Mouse, uh, Minnie Mouse costumes. And right. They really make a, you know, an experience. And uh, Disney is all over. Disney is all over. And, and American things are... Uh, you know, accept that immediately. It's just what we were talking about, you know, from that Emperor Meiji, that uh, they're programmed to accept nice things. Right, right. And they don't have to be Japanese. And they still have respect for the Japanese, right. uh, you know, history. And uh, it, it's just a, a very, very interesting. There's no rejection that you can see when something is good from another country you know, uh, it's just, they have incredibly beautiful clothing, but they also, they like their Gucci's and Yves Saint Laurent and, and Ralph Lauren, you know, they, there's a street in Tokyo, which they call it the Champ de la Sey of, of, uh, basically Japan. Automendi is called, and it has the most incredible stores that you've ever seen of mm. luxury goods. I mean, it's just incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, I was thinking about with regard to Japan is um, how you mentioned 35 million people and it's such a small island. It's a, you have to have that kind of order in order for society to. Evolve. Absolutely. You know, that's the, the interesting thing. When you go to the Tokyo train station, <laughs> you just cannot describe it because it's so big and it's under underground, most of it, uh, the subway and the trains and then. It's so complex. Not only is it for trains and, and uh, buses and everything, but it's also full of stores. And when I say full of stores, I'm talking about hundreds, hundreds of stores. And Starbucks is all over, you know, and they, they, they love Starbucks. And they have pastry shops that are beyond belief, like in France and and uh, they make souffles like in France better than the French. And uh, it, it's just uh, incredibly well managed. And like you say, 35 million people yeah. just going like crazy. They all go and, and they don't hit each other and they're courteous. Very and, little violence in, in oh, Japan. Well, you know, obviously, you know, they, they have problems like every big city. Yeah. But uh, the, the women and, and the 
kids, 10 o'clock at night, you see them walking. I mean, they're not afraid. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's just a different, and, and you know, we went to a couple of temples in Kyoto and, and there were schools and all the schools, the, the kids have uniforms, you know, and they're really nice, like blue blazers and the girls with a white skirt and the guys, you know, with white shirts and blue pants and uh, you don't see any rowdiness or uh, they just be a little like kids, you know, they're not quiet, quiet. Yeah. You're not fearful of them like you might be here, you know. Yeah, everything you're describing to me uh, basically just says that they are trying to live their life to the fullest and be the best they can be, the most civilized, the most cultured, the most polite, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, you know, did you want to mention about anything else? Yeah, that? there's a couple of uh, yeah, philosophies yeah. here we can go through. Yeah, the second one is called Aikigai. I hope I didn't murder that one. Talk about the murder rate in Japan. I think I may have just gotten life uh, for that one. Ikigai is your reason for being, the reason why you wake up in the morning, something you're good at that brings you joy and the world needs. And we've talked about that before. Having the happiest people on earth are the ones that have a purpose, that have a reason to get up and have something they believe in that they try and go do every day. Yeah. And, and you know, we talked about this before. Just think of three things every day that you're happy about. I mean, just, just to be alive, that you wake up and you're alive and, and you have food in the refrigerator and, you know, you can go out and usually you have an automobile and it has gasoline and, right. and be happy. And then when you go to work, be happy. Say hi to people and, and what a beautiful day, you know. And, and uh, it, it's, you know, one of the most incredible things for me because I, I've been a businessman all my life, so I always look at costs, just part of my makeup. The stuff we talk about doesn't cost anything. Not a dime. It's not a dime. And it makes you happy. You know, I read something very interesting, Nitschke, uh, which uh, I hope you people have heard about. The great philosopher. Uh, yeah, and, and he, he made a statement that is really, really interesting. And this is for people that, you know, feel anxious or depressed and, and uh, which in this country, and luckily we, we seem to have, you know, a lot of that. And, uh, you know, I was reading Japanese papers actually in English, they have a Japan Times and uh, there isn't any article in the Japan Times that talks about anxiety or depression like, like they do in this country. Mm. Uh, it's all, there are a lot of political things and some of them that I'm, I'm unaware of because I don't know the Japanese politics, but also, you know, international stuff and stuff like that, but nothing on depression or everything is on the either factual or positive. But Nitschke said something, what if some day or night a demon were to steal after you into your loneliest loneliness and say to you, this life as you now live it, and have lived it, you will have to live once more and many other times. Would you throw yourself down and gnash your teeth and curse the demon? Or have you experienced a tremendous moment when you would have answered him, you are a God, and never have I heard anything more divine. Wow. You know, which means that you have to live your life 
Like if somebody does give you that chance to live it again, right. you say, man, I want to do that again. Exactly. Or would you say, oh my God, I can't do that again. I can't go through this again. Right. And, and basically, I think that's what <laughs> defines your life is, is uh, are you happy with your life? And if you're positive, <laughs> I think you'll be happy with your life, you know? Well, I want to repeat this at every show now because uh, it's so important. And you just kind of said it two or three shows ago maybe just off the top of your head, but you said, be positive. What is the alternative? Oh, yeah. What's the alternative? Being miserable, being depressed, being negative all the time, having a black cloud over you at all the time. I think we should make bumper stickers that say, what is the alternative to being positive? Yeah, I think, you know, it's just, again, the Japanese people are not really that complicated because they're very basic. And that is a basic thought. What's the alternative? You know, I mean, you know, what's the alternative? Right. What's it going to cost you? What, uh, yeah, do you, what have you what, got to lose? Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a guaranteed win. Yeah. Yeah. I have an old book that my father used to have, actually. The title is uh, Why Some Positive Thinkers Get Powerful results by Norman Vincent Peale, mm -hmm. whom we've talked about. Uh, in the and past. there's a little paragraph here that I really like. Uh, Norman Vincent Peale uh, was a very, very popular uh, gentleman who was a minister, and uh, he also had a lot of TV shows and radio shows uh, about being positive. He tells a story about this this gentleman that he knew that he encounters on Fifth Avenue in New York. And uh, he said that he, he was just, he had so many problems that, that just, he just couldn't cope anymore with it. So Norman Vincent Peale says, uh, you know, I, I know a place where there are no problems and I, I can take you there. And uh, he says, uh, he saw the first glint of enthusiasm in this gentleman's eyes. And uh, he started walking and he said, oh, my God, that's the place I want to be. Lead me to that place. And uh, he took him to Woodland Cemetery. And he says, this is a fact. No one in that or any other cemetery has a problem. Wow. Uh, they couldn't care less what they reported in the newspapers, television, or the radio. They have no problems. They're all dead. Right. So... It is logical to assume that problems constitute a sign of life. And life is problems. You know, I had a day yesterday that actually I could write a book on of all the stuff that actually happened to me. Nothing really bad, but nothing that I planned. Or, or, or I, I had a, a flat tire. There was a huge screw into my tire. I had to buy a new tire. I have a car with two different sets of, of tires, one in the front, one in the back. Oh, jeez. And they shipped me the wrong size, and, and uh, I had to exchange that. And I had to do it because I needed the car. <laughs> and then I, I went to the gas station, and I, I uh, misplaced my credit card, and I couldn't find the credit card. And uh, something else happened. I don't remember. But so Murphy, it, it was Murphy just one was... of those days that I was just tired. And my God, you know, and... But after a while, I said, well, you know, it, it's still good. So I got the tire fixed, and, and I recovered my credit card. And, and uh, you know, what the heck? You know, that's a, those are problems you got to cope with. Everybody does. So, friends, the message is if you have problems, that's a good thing because that means you're alive and you're trying to 
live your life, right? Basically. Exactly. Exactly. Well, old Murphy uh, visited you apparently yesterday. Murphy's Law. Oh, yeah. We've, we've yeah. talked about Murphy. He's always waiting for you, folks, no oh, matter yeah, where yeah. you are, right around the corner. So, well, we hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, you might think, gee, you're talking about different country and what happens on the subway and all that stuff. It really is symbolic of living your best life, being positive, being courteous. Pick up that little piece of paper on the ground because it's going to make a big difference, just like little courtesies. Exactly. And, you know, you actually feel really good when you do it because all of a sudden we became part of that neatness, you know? I love it. It's really, really nice. Well, that's great. Well, I hope to go to Japan one day. I've not been there, but uh, I love it very much. My dad loved it as well. Maybe that's where I got it from. But uh, thank you for sharing that, Norb. It was uh, wonderful. And uh, friends, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, We'll see you next month. And for Norb Savanasini, this is Al Edwards, and we'll see you next time.